Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. Hello, and welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and of all, and as always, I got my guys with me. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the rookie aficionado, Bro Joe. Holla at him, bro. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? It is week four, and it is time to make sure that you're in prime position to make it on through for the rest of the year. We're going to make sure that you get all the information necessary for that to happen. Make sure that you subscribe to us if you have not yet for the YouTube channel at Fantasy Football Fiend. Also, make sure you check out the Facebook group, the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. We do give out a lot of information there. We answer a lot of your start-sit questions. Um, a lot of the, you know, ad drop questions, things of that nature that we might not be able to get to on the show. We can definitely get that information out to you personally based on your situation. So make sure you check us out there. We have a packed show today. Your news and notes, rapid fire 10 and your matchups. And we are going to hop right into it with your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So Joe Burrow, four participant in walkthroughs today. So it looks like he's going to give it a go again this week. But what I saw on the field last week tells me that they're playing with fire. Normally, when you have like a calf or whatever type of a low extremity injury and you try to, I would say, overcompensate, you end up with another injury or exacerbating that injury. Do we think that that can happen to Joe or is this as bad as it gets and he should get a little bit better week by week? Or should we just think we're going to see exactly what we saw last week for the next several weeks? What you got on that, Ben? I mean, of course it's possible, right? I mean, we've seen Kevin Durant, you know, it's a different sport, but we've seen someone that had a calf injury, went out there and then tore his Achilles. A lot of people we, don't understand we, the same sport. We just saw that with Aaron Rodgers. Remember, he had a calf injury um in the offseason, and then first game he, he ruptured his Achilles. So a lot of people don't understand that you know the connection between the two. Um, but we see that they're doing a lot of two, three-step drop, get the ball out. Um, they're not gonna let him do the five and seven and you know, sit in the pocket type thing. Is that that ball's coming out quick? Um, that's why he was able to see um Jamal Jefferson have so many targets, so many catches and you know, catch the ball and kind of run at the catch this past Sunday. So I think it's going to be a lot of that, just like quick passes. Um, don't give him opportunity to really stand around in the pocket and, you know, get that pass rush on him. It looks like Anthony Richardson is going to be good to go. Uh, he was listed as a full practice participant on today. So it looks like he's over the concussion protocol. So fire him up as you would, you know, if, if he's your starter, start him. Um, Derek Carr. Not ready to practice yet. Dealing with that shoulder injury, and I'm not sure if he's going to be ready within the next couple of weeks. They said that um, they wouldn't rule out this week, but that sounds like a little bit of gamesmanship. And if you're looking at a 2QB Superflex League, how confident are you in the services of one Mr. Jameis Winston, Joe? I actually like it. I mean, I think he had a softer matchup to start this week with Tampa Bay. I mean. That's an easy, I can't say it's easy, nothing easy in a divisional matchup. That's when they always play gritty, but it's a favorable matchup. Uh, Let's say that. And then I just feel like he's already acclimated with this team, already playing for him last year. So I think I like like Jameis Winston for at least the next week. I don't know about the week after, but this weekend coming, definitely. Jimmy Garoppolo remains in concussion protocol. This isn't the type of injury that I expected Jimmy G to get. there's still more time to go for him to get something else, but 
if you're in, again, a two-quarterback Superflex League and you're kind of tight at quarterback, are we stashing his backups, Randy? Uh, I wouldn't stash him. Um, if it's just a, like a, you know, a quick start, you know, like a desperate start, um, I guess you can grab Brian Hoyer because uh, he's the second guy up right now. But uh, I wouldn't say it's a stat. I mean, it's a concussion, right? So even if he right. does miss a game, it probably needs to be one week. So I wouldn't right. be in the whole stash. It's more like a streaming play. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Bryce Young is trending towards playing this week. I know last week they were saying that it might end up being a two-week ankle injury, but he's trending towards playing. So if he's your guy, make a trade. Um, but he should be playing this week. I'm moving on over to running backs. James Connors tended to a back injury, another guy that's no stranger to injury. It's looking like he is going to play, but it was a limited capacity practice this week. Austin Eckler, who hasn't played since week one, he got into a limited practice today, so he's, again, trending towards suiting up. They may give him another week just to make sure everything's right. But uh, Joshua Kelly didn't do a whole lot over the last few weeks to – put Eckler in any danger of losing touches or anything of that nature. Um, so question one, do we believe in Eckler if he comes back this week or if he comes back next week, um, do we believe in him week one coming off of the injury? And then the second part to that is what are we going to do with Kelly when Eckler does return? What you got on that one? I mean, absolutely. We believe in Eckler. I mean, if he's out there, you fire him up RB one. Um, as far as Kelly, he's no more than just a handcuff. Um, you kind of see what he's going to offer with Eckler being out. Not a lot, but, you know, in a lot of deeper leagues, you don't have much to play, right? So uh, just hold him as a handcuff and uh, just, you know, look at Eckler as 100%. If he's out there, he's healthy, you know what I mean? So just fire him up, you know, as usual. Jerome Ford dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited in practice. And also the Browns picked up. Uh, Deion Jackson, who was with the Colts, uh, the Colts dropped him and Cleveland picked him up. So now they have Hunt and they also have Jackson backing up Ford. I'm not sure if that was just an insurance policy, if they kind of knew that the shoulder was kind of uh, hampering Ford. Is this one of those, hey, this is what happens when you're the guy. So now that you aren't being used sparingly and you're kind of in there all the time, you're going to get nicked up. Or was this just happenstance, Joe? This was just happenstance, really. I don't, I don't really read too much into the shoulder injury. I know Kareem Hunt was also uh, banged up, but he's still good to go. Uh, we even seen it with Gaskins, right? Gaskins went back to the practice squad, not jumping ahead uh, from being on the regular roster for the Vikings, for example. Um, you just got to have these running backs. You've seen these injuries coming at a rapid rate this year. I think it's just, you know, just making sure that he's okay, you know, more than anything. Aaron Jones is questionable for this Thursday's game. If he does go, do you give him a week or do you go ahead and you, you know, put him out there if he's on your squad, man? You got to play him. Uh, you drafted him in a pretty good, you know, you spent a, a bit of get a, a big, good, a good bit of money on this guy. Uh, so if he's out there, you got to play him. You got to look at him like he's healthy. Um, so, and Aaron Jones is no stranger to this type of injury. So, um, I don't think he'll be out there unless he's, you know, up to part. Who else are you going to play? A.J. Dillon hasn't looked worth anything um, as the starter himself. So right. you got to go from the Jones. That's another guy that, you know, we had high hopes for when drafted. And anytime he's been given an opportunity, he, he just basically gave it right back to A.J. So uh, do you feel the same way that Vanderfield's about Jones, about David Montgomery, Joe? Yeah, I, I think, and also, so I think what we're seeing now is just being extra precautious. Looking at, even at last year, you lost a lot of people. And I think, you know, it's more so the conservative approach. This is a long season. This is only the first quarter of the season, barely there. We even played the fourth game. But I just think all these teams is being, if you're ready to go, you're ready to play. I think that even at Aaron Jones, like he was looking like he could have played even as soon as last week. But again, Precautions. Same thing with Montgomery. I think he could have been good to go uh, a game time decision last week, but he just sat out for an additional week. It's just these injuries, man. It's, it's no joke for the running back position or any position for that matter. So, in your opinion, they've actually already got their extra week. They aren't coming in fresh off that they could have gone last week, but they were given a little bit more time already. 
Um, not saying that per se, but but you gotta look at what both of those players mean for the team. Look at Detroit without them. I'm not saying Jameer did great last game, but the game before, you definitely could have seen that they needed somebody like a Montgomery. Same thing with Aaron Jones, 86 yards receiving. Then the next game is fairly the last two games been fairly competitive. Um, one needing to go into overtime against New Orleans. What a difference it makes when you have Aaron Jones. If they're good to go, you know, these teams need them, especially in those uh, that same division. Both of those teams are looking really good right now. You want to make sure you win those home games whenever you can early on in the season. Let's start out the wide receiver segment with the Rams. Puka Nakua is dealing with an oblique injury, limited practice on Wednesday, same injury that he was dealing with on last week. But it looks like he's going to be able to go. Um, Sean McVay is saying that Cooper Cup should be good to go after this week. Uh, He has the... uh, IR, so he's out for four weeks minimum. Do you trust Cup, or is this going to be Puka's season? What you got on that, Van? Yeah, you trust Cup. I mean, um... Oh, let let me rephrase that. Do you feel like he's going to actually stay healthy, is what I'm asking. Not not, not whether or not he can play if he's, you know, out there. Obviously, if he's out there, he can play, but do you think he's going to actually stay out there? I I don't know, man. You know, this lower extremity... Um, he didn't have your typical hamstring injury. I mean, right. <laughs> he, he missed a lot of time, uh, even uh, before the season started. Uh, and he so, had to go talk to what three doctors to get different opinions on it. So that that kind of scares me. Like that that seems like a like a, a a more extreme hamstring type of injury than you know the normal. As long as he's on the field, I mean, you know Matthew Stafford, he's the only guy he looks at. I mean, this guy be approaching twenty targets. But okay, but now will that stay the same now that he's become comfortable with Nakua? Yeah, because Nakua is really in that Robert Woods role right now. He's not really playing Cup's role. A lot of people see the targets and they think he's in Cup's spot, but he's actually in Robert Woods' spot. Um, so I don't think it'd be a difference. I think Nakua can still get his love as well when Cooper Cup returns. I mean, Cooper just going to be the king, but I mean, I think uh. Puka can definitely still be fantasy relevant, uh, for now, sure. Let me ask you this, and this just came to me: What's difference between what's the difference between Nakua and Allen Robinson? What what happened to Allen? I mean, like you would think if a rookie can come in and get this kind of love, that Robinson should have been able to get something when he was there, um, and now he's moved on to Pittsburgh. He's dealing with the injury there, but he didn't get very much going in Pittsburgh either. Like, what the heck happened to Allen Robinson? Schemes. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, think about it. McVay drafted Puka. Right. Allen Robinson okay. Was, was guy. So it's different when you draft your guy versus you bringing in a guy that you think could fit what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but the rookie, you know what I'm saying? It's different. It's, it's like the person that makes an album or do something when they don't have money versus when they are. Allen Robinson kind of moved us. <laughs> Kind of more of an established receiver, so he probably is in his own way. Where Puka okay. is just he's his he's a rookie, it's an opportunity, so he's able like to whatever uh, you want, coach. Like that, yeah. he, he actually may have a higher IQ to be honest with you. I think Allen Robinson is probably, of course, the more skilled guy, uh, probably the more athletic guy. But I mean, the that route running is on point. I, I mean, mean IQ sitting down in zones, different things mm-hmm. like those things are key, so it could be one of those things. Yeah, just, just to add to both really quick, I think with the cup situation, it's almost if you look at Burrow, where, for example, Chase said to Burrow, like, maybe you should sit longer, was opposed to cup. They're giving him this additional time. So he's able to come back sooner. I think it's more so that he's literally good to go. He's had the additional weeks from preseason uh, to make that assessment, as opposed to we, where we see things with Burrow being to that extremity. And then going to Nakua, um, Allen Robinson obviously had the foot injury going into the season. He played through it for as long as he could before he had to sit out in IR. But also, too, Stafford is getting his ball out real quick. This is an up-tempo offense, a lot different. I think, you know, McVay actually look at it like, we ain't got no cap, we ain't got no draft picks. I need to make this this thing move. And they've been quicker, they've been up-tempo. Look how they, they've been trying out Kyron Williams and that experiment. He's getting 100% of the, the shares. In the backfield, they just trying to make sense shape, man. But you definitely love Nakua and his skill set for real. 
Last two wide receivers up. Traylon Burks is limited with a knee, and it is currently wrapped up. Um, so th- there's something brewing there. Um, don't exactly know how significant it is, but um, there was a pretty nice wrap that he had on his leg during practice that um, if he's going out there on Sunday, anything close to that, he's not going to be anywhere close to 100%. And Christian Watson who would have the Thursday evening game has been dealing with the hamstring as well. Um, He's going to try to give it a go, but again, those hamstrings can be kind of iffy. He's probably one of those guys that because he isn't quite as seasoned as a cup, I wouldn't necessarily just put him out there week one of him showing up because it may just be trying to see whether or not he can make it through the game and not a whole lot of targets going his way. Do you, you feel the same way, Vander? Or if he's out there, he's out there? No, I like Watson, actually. Um, okay. He's a stud, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think him and Love, they may have a rapport. You never know. I mean, I just, I, if he's healthy, I'm going to play him. You know what I mean? So. But how do you know if he's healthy before you put him in there, especially he's on a Thursday field. night? Because you're not going to see him. He's on the field. I mean. Theoretically, he, that should mean he's healthy. But, I, I mean, I, Burrow's I mean, on the field. If you I mean, out like, there, I mean, if you out there, you help. That's just how the game goes. Nobody want to hear about you sore. None of that. If you out there, you you ready to go. You know I, mean? yeah, I, I think also. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say the, the the confidence for me was when he was asked by the media would he play tomorrow. He said, "Yeah, that's the plan." I think also too when you kind of look at it. It's a it, it go either way. I think he's ready to come back, but if you got ten days after tomorrow to kind of be sure for sure, that's a big indicator for me. If you can play tomorrow, for you know most definitely. Um, so if he suit up, like during the day, he got to be hundred percent because you got ten days right after this. If they you know needed to rest them further, you got Tyler Higby who's dealing with an Achilles injury. He did miss uh, practice on Wednesdays. Uh, walkthrough. So that's something to kind of look out for if you had Tyler Higby on your radar. Um, Gerald Everett mispractice dealing with the injury, uh, uh, illness, not an injury. So he should be good to go. Um, Irv Smith was able to get in a limited practice on Wednesday. He's coming back from a hamstring injury. And that pretty much wraps it up for the news. Let's go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. It's Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10 is 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. People want to know, who do I start? Let's get right into it. We got Jameis Winston or Desmond Riddler? Jimmy Jameis. Uh... I, I I think Jameis will throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, Atlanta's been running the rock quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go Jameis, too. Another quarterback question. Man, this is <laughs> – we got Zach Wilson or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Whatever question you put out there with Zach Wilson in it, I'm going with the other dude. <laughs> We got Jerome Ford or Brian Robinson Jr. Ooh. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Robinson Jr. I'm gonna go with uh Ford. We got Devon A. Chan, and that's the right pronunciation according to him. A Chan? Chan. Okay. Because they've been calling him A-Chain. <laughs> yeah, so it's A-Chain or Alvin Kamara. I'm, I'm going to go with Kamara. I'm under the subject. He'll get his regular workload. I'm 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 say, I'm thinking the same thing because Williams is still out. And until Mostart gets hurt, that'll still be a committee there. They are going up against Buffalo, and they can't do every week. They, they can't go against the Broncos every week. So I, I think I'm going to run with Kamara. All right, we got Ezekiel Elliott or Roshan Johnson. Damn, this is another close one. I'm going to go with Roshan. I, I think he's like the coming to 1A steadily in this offense. 
And Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, is playing against the Cowboys. So I'm gonna go with Zeke. I think they're gonna get that boy a touchdown this week. Yeah, I believe it. So I believe the same thing. And also, we didn't mention that Jameis is playing against the Bucks. So maybe that's oh facts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's an incentive as well. And speaking of another incentive, we got um, Adam Thielen or Tank Dell. Adam Thielen as well is playing against his whole team. I'm gonna go with Thielen, um, only because it's just within Nico, uh, and then also having what's my other guy that's there. Pretty, pretty much with Robert the weapons Woods? there, Robert Woods. There we go. I'm not saying it could be a regression game, but Thielen been balling these last two weeks. It ain't matter. He had Bryce one game, and then he had uh, Dalton, and he still was the guy in targets and reception. Oh, and he had a touchdown both games. I What's think I'm going to go with Thielen as well because Minnesota's defense has been trash lately. So, yeah, the, get, get, give me Thielen until he gets hurt. Okay. We got Joshua Palmer or Quentin Johnson? Palmer. Johnson, I think, will take over eventually, but I think he's quite ready yet. I, I'm I'm going with the guy that's been getting the most targets before Mike Williams went out. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you got to uh, look at Quentin uh, more so further in the season. Joshua will come right into that Mike uh, Williams role ASAP. And this is another one. Um, This one is Garrett Wilson or Tank Dell. It's not an uh, indictment on Wilson's talent. Right. But Zach Wilson is horrible. So I'm going to have to go with Tank. That's bad. That should know how dire it is to get this guy the ball. He still can't find a way to get this man the ball. It's going, I'm going to go with Tank, too, like you said, for those reasons. Okay, we on this one, we got Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Kyle Pitts or Dalton Kincaid? You go oh, first. You <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you just don't know what you get with Pence. And I think I'm going to just go with Kincaid. I just like it's a soft floor. I know he'll get five targets, three receptions. It's what he do with it, right? One of them go for a touchdown or he get up with like 36 yards. You know, with Pence, he might regress and don't do nothing no more. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I'm going to have to go with Pence. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll with Pence. He, He's the better talent. He's had a couple, you know, a little bit more time in the league. I don't know. Atlanta needs to trade Pitts to Dallas or somewhere. But like, 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 I don't know if you saw that post route, not to cut you off, but he looked like he still – he didn't have – he wasn't fully there yet when he did that move, man. I was like, man, because he slowed down a little bit. If he was full stride, he would have caught that. Not could have okay. easily he, touchdown. He's not used to the ball coming his way at this point. Like, nah, he's like, what are we doing? Hurt. Like, it's – I don't know. Uh, but – I know Des Bryant, Bryant was actually lobbying for the Cowboys to make that trade. Uh, That'd be sick. I, I didn't see that, but it just makes sense because they don't have they they're so used to going. They don't have their uh, shots anymore, and Ferguson ain't it. And they they target him as if he is. If they got a Pitts type or or anyone that's you know worth their salt at that position, that would help them out quite a bit as far as that offense is concerned. Yeah, Cowboys are a good player. I actually, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, um, this could be my Kelsey replacement. So, you, you th- how, how much more time do you think Kelsey got? Two years. Two. Okay. He's like Two. what, 36, 37? I mean, he he, he kind of up there. Ain't he? He's like 33, 34? 33. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm putting mm-hmm. a little bit too far up there. Okay. And last but not least, a uh, flex question: We got uh, George Pickens or Najee Harris. Give me Pickens. If Allen Robinson, I know he's questionable right now. He's not good to go. We already saw what he just did two games ago. I think he's going to go off. I'm going to take the guy that can make your fantasy week in one play. Give me Pickens. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, good people. Let's get into these matchups. We'll go one by one. We'll all take a turn and um, 
see what we have here. Um, Vander, you start us out. We got Thursday night, Dallas going against Green Bay. This is a 46-point over-under, and there's only a one-and-a-half-point spread with Green Bay getting the 1.5. Hold on, hold on. What do you like in this one? Dallas and Green Bay. Excuse me, Detroit. My bad, my bad, my bad. I was about to say. Detroit versus Green Bay. (laughs) Hell is he talking about? Um, (laughs) uh, This is a divisional game, right? Uh, So this game is probably going to be kind of sluggish. It's a short week. Joe, go ahead and take over that one. Uh, Van will be back in a second. I think it's internet. Action. Oh yeah, yeah. I think like he like he's uh, about to say like this is gonna be a game on a short week on a Thursday a divisional matchup. Oh here we go. Right. So Man. I'm not I'm not in love with anyone to be honest with you. Um, I do like Laporta. Okay. I would say uh, he's playing well. Um, it's good to see him. You know catch it early, you know, because this position is usually one of the harder ones to translate to the NFL. So and it feels nice. good to see him. Uh, I think he's leading the league in receiving yards for tight ends. I'm not sure. But I want to say he's the leader. Uh, but I do like Laporta in this matchup as far as a fantasy implication. But, of course, I mean, if you've got Armand, the guys, you got to play him. But I like uh, Sam Laporta. I'll tell you this much about this uh, matchup. If you're a betting person, Thursday night's game notoriously go under, and it's a divisional game. Yeah. I'm taking the under on this one. Uh, <laughs> kind of go from there. Next up, we got the Falcons versus the Jaguars. This is a 43-and-a-half point over under, and Atlanta is getting the three points. What you got, Joe? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. I kind of looked into it a little bit, ironically. Um, Jaguars need this game. They need they, This is a home game that's not at home. But they need to uh, need for the win. But I don't know how to really look at them. So I'm gonna go first with uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's another team that's looking to kind of stay two and one. They all t- all three of them tied in their division. They need to start separating themselves and starting to get some wins in their column, even if it's an away game, because that's gonna come down to probably a two teamer in that division. Uh, I think Bijan get a good chance to get a, a good run. Uh, Devin Lloyd's not gonna play this week. They already got him as out, and I think that's a one of those pieces that you really need in the offense to kind of maintain and keep him under wraps, but definitely like him. Other than that, I mean, it's hard to say. We love the names. We love uh, London. We love Pitts, but it, I just can't. I can't put my hand on either one of them. But then with Jacksonville, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go and say I think this is a good game for ETN. I think honestly, uh, ETN was gonna have a really good game uh, in this matchup. Uh, I'm hoping that I, I want to go with Kirk. I want to go with Ridley, but Lawrence is not doing Lawrence things like he did last year. And I just want to see it come together to get behind nice. those wide receivers. We know the talent, but I'm just going to go with both running backs, ETN and Robinson. We got Denver going up against Chicago. This is a 46 point over under and Chicago's getting the three points. This is like the bad news bears going up against the, Doubtful Denver. It's like I, I, whoever loses this game, somebody probably getting fired. Like you can't, like you, you can't not win this game for either team. So, um, I kind of feel like the competition is close because they're both so bad. So I think it'll look like a better game than what it actually is. Um, but with the consensus being on the under at 71% and also the consensus being on Denver, I can see Chicago and the over happening uh, and Vegas cleaning up. Uh, Steelers going up against the Texans. This is a 42.5 point over under. Houston's getting three points. What you like about this one, Vander? No, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the uh, C.J. Stroud juice, uh, so I do like him. Uh, along with Tank Dell. Uh, I'm, I'm high on Tank Dell. We was high on him, you know, going into this season. Right. Uh, Tank Dell was one of the guys that Stroud actually asked for, right? Absolutely. Oh, that's a telltale sign there. Uh, this matchup is supposed to be run-friendly, but the way the Steelers have been playing, uh, they had a pretty much split now. Uh, so one is just creeping up 
And after this game, we probably could start to see that thing teeter the other way around, to be honest right. with you. I'm not yeah. a real big fan of uh, Pickens, kind of like I am of Pitts, right? Uh, the talent is there, but the quarterback play is horrible. We've seen um, him have two decent, two pretty good games the last two weeks, but it's been like one play. So he's been getting like 10 targets, maybe four catches, but on that one catch, he'll have a 60-yard run or something like that. So he's had the explosive play, but without that, he's really not having a really good game. Uh, so kind of tip your expectations on a guy like George Pickens going into this game. Uh, this is another one of those games that's probably going to be a defensive game. You know, be honest Just to piggyback off of what you just said, um, this past week, Harris had 50% of the snaps. Warren was at 45%. And then Olison was at two. The other 3%, they didn't have a running back on the field. So they're neck and neck as far as snaps are concerned. And Najee Harris don't have but one more week to be ordinary before you look. I mean, like you can literally see him being ordinary on the field. Like he's lost a step. I think that plantar fasciitis is still messing with him or something. But this is again why I don't really put a whole lot of stock in running backs and dynasty. Just go with the hot hand. And I mean, nine times out of 10, you, you'll be able to get a starter who's somebody else's backup at the time uh, if you just wait a, a little bit. And, um, you know, looking like Trent Richardson. Uh... 2.0. I don't think he's that bad. I mean, he was all right. No, he's, I like him still, but he's getting close. Like you say, he got a couple weeks. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll – and then I believe he's coming up on year four, so they'll have to um, decide whether or not they're going to take his fifth-year option. I don't think they do. Um, you got the Bucks going up against the Saints. This is a 40-and-a-half point over under. Tampa Bay is getting the three points. What you like, what you don't like, Joe? Oh, we already know uh, Lattimore versus Evans. Um, who gets ejected? Do they get ejected? We got to ask that question every time they meet. Every time. Oh, every time. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is going to be a It's going to be a pretty interesting game, man. Baker Mesa, I don't I'm not I'm not buying it yet, but he's playing pretty efficient um uh, within this the system. Um, I, I really obviously got to go with Mike Evans. It seems as though he's he like a big receiver. Like, let me just let me oop it all day. Um, I really think that, uh, honestly, you got to go with the, the guys. I think this is one of those matches. The soccer was shot white. I, I, I like him, but I don't think that the offensive line is there for him to really be proficient. Um, but again, I will just go with the, road, the wide receivers. Uh, Odin, uh, Cade, I don't know. I'm, mm, but I just like the outside receivers for uh, the Buccaneers going over to New Orleans. It's Michael Thomas, and it, it's only because of the quarterback. It, uh, when I looked at it, I noticed after uh, Hart went out in the third quarter, watch it. Um, not watch it, shit. <laughs> my, my bad. Um, oh, Mike Thomas. There we go. Mike Thomas had seven targets, six receptions of 48 yards. That's him taking over in the third quarter. He's going to target Michael first. He even did that to uh, A.T. Perry as we looked into the preseason. Game two, six receptions, 70 yards when he played a bulk of that game. He just uh, – he liked the, the bigger receivers. I think that laced it in, laced it to something. And it's like maybe he just – he identifies with a larger target. I don't know. But I think Michael Thomas comes first in, in that order. But still, you got to go with Olave. Uh, Juwan Johnson, that was somebody else he favored. I think he had three targets uh, in the third quarter, caught one of them. Um, and then tomorrow, I think it's going to be a good game. I think defensively, we already know what's going to happen at that point with New Orleans at home. Third, third fourth quarter is going to be tucked away. You got the Bengals going up against the Titans. This is a 41-point over-under, and the Titans are getting two-and-a-half points. The issue that I see with this game is the Titans don't let anybody run against them. And Burrow, if he doesn't look quite a bit better than what he looked last week, and all you can do is throw the ball. I mean, I guess they can win by field goals again, um, but that's really all they can attempt to do um, because they can't. He can't get any zip on the ball. So when they're anywhere on the other side of the field uh, in within scoring range, it becomes a lot more difficult to throw because you can't float it out there. So this game, um, I, I, I don't know that I trust Burrow just yet. And with 88% of the public 
being on Cincinnati. I can see this being one of those get-right games for Vegas where Tennessee comes out of nowhere and actually wins this game because they shut down the run. So that's kind of where I'm at with this one. But um, I, I think Chase will still have a good game because for whatever reason, Higgins is – his head is not in the game. I don't know what the heck is going on with Higgins, but – the, the, I mean, the ball literally hit him in the hands and the chest like three times, and he dropped it. And so I, I don't know if it, if this is a, a money thing and he his heart's not in it or what, but he don't look like the Higgins of old. But that's what I got on that matchup. Uh, Dolphins and Bills, this is a 54-point hmm. over-under. I want to say this is the highest over-under of the week, and Miami's getting two-and-a-half points. I put my bet on Miami when they were getting three and a half points on Monday. Uh, um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. What you got on this, Van? Play everybody. Um, on so, both sides. Yeah, the skill, the skill guys. I mean, you got to play everybody. I mean, Diggs, the whole nine. Um, this, this may be one of those high scoring games because this isn't this, this isn't the Bills defense of old. Right. We've been you know used to the last several years. Um, so I think Mostert and even the new A-Chan will be able to run on this team. Uh, but, of course, you know, Tyree Waddle's coming back. Fire him up. Uh, just play everybody. Wait, Go. wait, wait. Who? Waddle. Waddle. Oh, okay. I, I could have swore you said Tyree. Well, I Go said Tyree, Waddle's coming back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, I'm just saying just play everybody. You know, all the skill guys, uh, all the Dolphins. Same thing with the Bills? P- play yeah. all, how you feel about their backfield? This will be the – Cook hasn't scored a touchdown yet. He should score one this game. Okay. So I love okay. James' this matchup because the Dolphins are not that good at stopping the run. Um, but, um, yeah, just play everybody. I mean, you got that, that's, that's the only way you can pretty much write it up. Vikings going up against the Panthers. This is a 45 and a half point over under. Carolina's getting four points, and it looks like Young is going to be the guy under center um, this coming week. What you got on this matchup, Joe? Oh, man. Let's start with the Vikings. I think what the Vikings are like, what? The two? I forget what their record is. But you can't tell how bad the, that defense is. The defense That's, is horrendous. We were just. Haven't they lost? Like, I want to say. Go ahead. I'll let you know about b- before you get Oh, there. yeah. That defense is horrendous in Minnesota. Horrendous. Um, with that being said, we're going to go to Thielen. I think that like we just said earlier in the last segment, Thielen, he just rewind. He just he just did some Dr. Strange and just turned the time back. And he's looking rejuvenated these last two weeks. He's clearly been super targeted. And he, like I said, scored a touchdown the last two games. This last out against Seattle was crazy, 147 yards, 11 receptions. I don't think he's in the same ballpark, but we already know he's going to be in the red zone. We already know he's going to get that tutty uh, next week. Um, other outside that we know we don't know who to trust, but I would be comfortable going with Miles Sanders. Again, this all, this defense is so – I think we and we got to – this defense next year, when they're able to bring some of these guys and they did begin to start making cap space, it'll be good next year. But where it stands today, we got to take advantage of these matchups of – I think it's a good opportunity to start Miles. You can start him comfortably. On the other side of it, we already know, start everybody. Um, I don't think, honestly, it's enough to go around in that matchup that you can go Osborne safely and you can go Addison. But we already know what Hawkinson and Jefferson are going to do next week or this week. Looks, looks so, like the Vikings are one and two. I got a question because, I mean, Minnesota can't stop the pass at all. Um, a lot of wide receivers are getting off. But uh, if Bryce Young is the quarterback, I mean, who does that really fare? I mean, we've seen Dalton. We, we see him have an okay game with Young, but Dalton really peppered him with targets last week. I mean, he had like 14 or something like that. So, but, um, Right. But I agree with you too, man. What I noticed too with um, with Bryce, though, he had three of them receptions in the first quarter when Bryce uh, when he played with Bryce. I, like I said, I love the ceiling with Dalton. I think I think as far as DFS, though, for, we can use it from that standpoint. Thielen is a nice, easy grab for somebody that's going to do drafting. Of course, I love how they kind of uh, give out the, how, how much they cost. Uh, but like you said, it is a difference between a Dalton and a Young. But I think they they both measure the same because they both look at them the same end in the red zone. 
The Ravens going up against the Browns. This is a 40 and a half point over under. Baltimore is actually getting the money here, um, which kind of makes sense. The divisional matchup and Cleveland is at home. Again, Vegas is saying this is going to be a lower scoring game. I've noticed that within this particular division um, specifically, they tend to kind of, you know, battle and go back and forth between the 20s. And the benefactors are normally the the field goal kickers. Um, I I don't really see anybody getting off in this game. I would temper my expectation on Zay Flowers. Um, They started out peppering him with targets. And now uh, maybe it's because Andrews is back, um, but he's just not getting quite as many targets as what he was getting before. So I don't think that this is the game that's going to be his get right game, if that makes sense. Baltimore's backfield, flip a coin. Um, might be Melvin Gordon, might be Gus. One, one of them will get a touchdown. I, I don't know who. Um, actually, they might not get a touchdown because it might end up being Lamar running it in. On Cleveland side, Cooper's going to do his thing. I do have confidence in Cooper. Um, outside of that, it's a coin flip. We'll probably end up seeing Hunt, so we don't know exactly how much Ford is going to be affected uh, by Hunt being in there, how much of a split that's going to be, although they say that Ford is still going to be the starter. So as far as this matchup is concerned, other than Cooper, I would attempt to avoid, but obviously if you have Deshaun and Lamar, you kind of got to do what you got to do, um, especially if you're in a super flex or a 2QB league. Uh, Rams versus Colts. This is a 47-point over-under. Only a one-point spread with the Rams getting that one point. What you got on this one, man? Um, let's go back to Puka. Let's go back to that well. Um, he didn't do much this past week, but against his Colts defense, I think he'll very fare well. Um, you gotta play Zach Moss. I mean, he's getting like a hundred percent of the touches in the backfield. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Literally. 30 last week. Uh so you definitely fire um him. Uh, Anthony Richardson, man, we was about to see an explosion before he got injured. I think the dude had like 17 fantasy points in the first quarter or something crazy Facts. before that concussion. Uh, so I think you should go back to him. Uh, he should play this game um, as well. On the other end, quarterback Stafford. Yeah, I guess he's getting to Puka. Not really. Karen Williams. He's another guy that's getting all the, all the touches in the backfield. But let's see if he can do something against his Colts. Uh, run team, um, but I do like their run defense isn't all that good, is it? That I can recall the the Colts. The, pa- the pa- I think the pass is worse though. Okay, gotcha. You yeah. still have a couple Pro Bowl linebackers out there on the Colts team, right? Still got Leonard, and you still got uh forty four. Um, what's my man name? Forty four. I forget. He don't get no fantasy points, so I don't yeah, pay no attention. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but in this game, I love Puka. And uh, Zach Moss as well, uh, due to the the volume. You got the Commanders going up against the Eagles. This is a forty three and a half point over under, and Washington is getting eight points. So Vegas is looking at this one as a good old fashioned butt cutting. What you got on this one, Joe? Yeah, we ain't talking about the Redskins. You can I ain't nothing noteworthy. It's kind of crazy. Jahan has been minimized. We with McLaurin. I, I don't know. They, you know, preseason they look real sharp. Regular season, they're not right. I don't. We gonna fade them. Honestly, I want to be able to say I can like somebody, but the defense is is so much better now. You see with Blake Chip, and now they also got back um, Bradbury back to being the nickel. We saw a night and day difference from the yards they gave up the game before. Um, so let's fire up everybody on the Eagles. Um, it's impressive, Swift man. What the fuck? This a motherfucker. This another little Doctor Strange motherfucker that just rewind this and this dude. But also, well, he but we does gotta admit, though, he does his thing. He's he's another one of those guys. As long as he's not hurt, he's he's good. Who's be giving them like a whole? Uh, it's the Red Sea and when when they when they be run blocking. So, but he is he's so super efficient. He's getting it done. I love it. And it's like with the wide receivers, even though I said start everybody, in the last three weeks, Goddard got his receptions that he wasn't getting the week before. AJ just got his receptions. Is it, is it a carousel? 
Is it going to go to Devontae? Because now Devontae only had three targets or five. How many? How many targets? Uh, the boy, the entire um, game. Zach uh, Zach I think he used to be with Atlanta or somewhere, but, but he got um, a few targets, and I think he yeah got he a, caught that touchdown. thirty that touchdown yeah. yeah. So because uh, uh, Quez Watkins is out. Yeah, Quez Watkins is out. Yeah. So now he's, that's uh, exactly he's, who Roley took over. You right? That makes sense. Yeah. So. It's just so hard to tell, like with the carousel of receivers, but you gotta start everybody. You know the big play upside of all the all the receivers. Um, but I just wanted to point that out. Every week, somebody didn't get the receptions, they got the receptions the next week. The Raiders are going up against the Chargers. This is a 48 and a half point over under, and Las Vegas is getting five and a half points. What do you like on this one? I love Devontae Adams in this game. <laughs> We we see what he he's Facts. doing, um. Let, but let's see who the quarterback is, right? Um. Let's see if it's going to be Hoyer or Garoppolo. Does it matter? Hmm? Does it matter as far as Adams is concerned? You know what? I think Jimmy has bought into this new car. Um, okay. He came out and said, "Yo, he he never seen somebody like this before, where you know you just like man, just throw it. You know what I mean? He, he hasn't had that type of receiver." And I guess now he's learning, like, hey, you might want to throw it over here. Right. Because he really targeted this guy last week. And Adams delivered, you know what I mean? And this uh, Chargers secondary is horrendous. Uh, you already see they are losing what J.C. Jackson. He, he's not even on the yeah, team. Yeah, I saw that, man. But that's already another guy that's a healthy scratch. Um, but Devontae should do absolute numbers uh, this game. He had 20 targets last week. The next closest person was Jacoby Myers with 12. Which and is still good. I don't think Hunter Renfro is playing football anymore. So no. He, 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 probably, he probably get moved. He probably get moved before the trade deadline, to be honest with you. Because this is he a pro should. I mean, he's, 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 he's got skills. But yeah. He probably get moved up. Let's see if Josh Jacobs, man. I'm not really maybe he turned back into the pumpkin. Uh he hasn't really done anything since uh coming back out. He should have knocked that rust off by now, but he has yet to score a touchdown as well, one of those running backs in the league. He's showing exactly why they didn't want to give him a long-term contract and why nobody else is going to give him a long-term contract either after what he's doing. He still has time to turn it around. But I mean, other side, we're talking about target hogs. I mean, Keenan Allen, um, we've seen again. Yeah, facts. He had like 20 targets as well. He he had exactly 20 targets. You're spot on. So, so. With the injury to Mike Williams, I could see him definitely uh, stepping in, stepping up again, having another one of those games. It's a different offense. You know, I think we got accustomed to the Chargers of old, and now with this guy, he's playing different spots now. Right. Uh, kind of like, you know, it's kind of more to his skill set. So, you know, Allen is, is back into the wide receiver one uh, category now. Until he gets hurt. Let me add to that. Let's go, Mom. <laughs> Yeah, well, just quickly, because I think, honestly, in, in fantasy, we need to get Allen right now. Last year, under Lombardi, he played 58% in the slot. He was stuck there. He even said it himself. This year, they're using him like C.D. Lamb. We was wondering what they're going to do after Amari Cooper. Talon Moore, the game, he had the blueprint, had a 1,300-yard season, 11 touchdowns. We just seen Keenan Allen put in the same role. He's the new the fact that a number one receiver to Vander's point, I want to get this guy down. Who else you going to get the ball to? 20, 20 targets, 18 receptions, over 150 oh, – 210 yards, excuse me. 210 yards receiving last week. But like we speak on our earlier shows, uh, people like – that's why it's always key to know who are the OCs going to these – because it's going to pretty much draw the picture out for you. Um, the last couple of years, we were big on Mike Williams due to Lombardi, but now he's gone, and now Keenan Allen is back in the driver's seat. So they already switched roles, and now I wish I would have got in on some Keenan Allen stock uh, during the draft because man, he's he out there, he's doing a big, big work. And he didn't cost you that much during draft season oh, either. Oh. Now, now he's gonna cost you. Oh, you can't get should have cost you. I mean, basically, um, you got the Cardinals going up against the 49ers. This is a forty-four point over under. And Arizona is getting 14 points. Um, I know what Arizona did against Dallas, 
this is a different beast. Please don't start anybody on Arizona, like at all. Start everybody on San Fran. That's that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> Moving right along. You got the Patriots going up against the Cowboys. This is a 43-point over under. New England is getting seven points. Does Dallas go back to being the defense that they were week before last? Or does New England kind of duplicate the, the same type of style that Arizona had to kind of, you know, show up there? Uh, what we got on this matchup? Well, I want to speak on New England first. I think you made a good point. New England, they bend but don't break. It ain't going to look good. It's going to look like they moving forward, but then it's either a punt or a field goal at the end of the day. I think this is going to be, you know, even without um, Jones, I think Jones might not play this week. Um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I, I still think as far as offensively, um, that's the real testament. What what Cowboys are we going to see? Because they look good for one game and a half, but these last two, it's, it's not looking – it's not looking too good, man. Michael Parson on the, the floor wailing more than he's being productive. He's still disruptive, but I don't know what's going on. I think you lose Diggs. That's where – I think that's the chess piece right there was Diggs. Um, so, but looking at the offense, look at things, I think Ramondre's still good. I think, obviously, you got to look into the tight ends. Uh, not as far as start, but look at DFS-wise. I think looking at Kiseki and Henry is a good way to be different. Um, they got to be even more creative with, the, the like, the lack of – uh, DeAndre, like just you know, most people he plays in phase a lot, so he's allowed to make a play on the ball. He's allowed to be able to really play into that cover three and really be able to move in this offense. I mean, that defense that's a big part of you know having that level of stability on one side, you know, one side of the field. So it's like, do you? I'm I'm not getting there with Kendrick Bourne, but what I'm saying is that those deficiencies might lead over to a different position group like the tight end. So I think you could look into be like a Henry guy. I would probably start Henry this week. DFS-wise, you could go with the safety. I like Ramondre. I like Bourne, but, again, we just don't know what receiver is going to do what. Is it Juju? Is it Bourne? But on the other side of it. Um, and um, Devontae Parker, too. He he actually – Yeah, Devontae, man. He's still making those spectacular damn catches, man. Um, I think – I want to say he targets. Uh, let, me, let me make sure. Yeah, and I no, think what, uh, Kendrick the, Bourne actually uh, had five targets. Hunter Henry had five targets. Devontae had three, and Stevenson had three this past week. Won't be surprised. Yeah, I think I think on offense, uh, as far as the Cowboys, damn, I mean, this 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 is you know this is Bill, and I think what Arizona did because Josh Gannon, I think that's the other part. Josh Gannon played all all of them. Like he already knew him from last year to play them as well as they did this year. Um, I think with Bill, though, Bill's going to look at what they did, no successes. I still trust Lamb, though. See, like Lamb, he's still getting double-digit tar- targets regardless of what's going on. I I'm still like Pollard. That boy, uh, Gonzalez? Gonzalez is real. Gonzalez he's is real. the truth, man. Like, like, he's Gonzalez real. is the truth. And, and I was mad when we went with a cornerback in the first round instead of getting a, instead of getting a wide receiver. but. The change we need to make with the Patriots, let Bill do all the defensive drafting. Let him draft the, the offensive line. Let somebody else do the skill positions because he never – Y'all got changed. strange and strange as it be. He good. Yeah. That, that's what – let him do the defense and the O-line. But the skill positions, <laughs> when was the last skill position person that they actually got right? Like what was yes. the last running back or or, or uh, like wide receiver that, that was just like spot on? Like, yeah, yeah, you did that. Like I – I agree. I definitely agree. I think, but I think Pollard and Lamb is still solid. Um, Gallup looked good too, man. I think if if Gonzalez going to do what he did because he has been playing relatively well, you can look at Gallup because Gallup looked like he's a hundred percent. He looked darn good last week. Um, so those those would be my 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 looks. Now, I honestly think you know if they get cooks, that's even more. But I don't. I just don't trust Dak enough. Like that's the one inconsistent piece. Cooks supposed to play this week. Yeah, I think Dak is that one inconsistent piece. That's why I left him out is that he's been playing good, but it's not the three, four touchdown Dak that we haven't seen in years past. And especially going into New England, that's one thing they're going to do. They're going to limit those touchdowns coming from Dak. Facts. Uh, you got the Chiefs going up against the Jets. This is a 42.5 point over under. The Jets are getting 9.5 points, oh. which 
I think they need like nine and a half more. <laughs> but um, what you got on this one, man? Don't play no Jets. Facts. <laughs> Facts. What more can I say? Um, you know, you know, with Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, guys like that. Patrick Mahomes is he's not the quarterback though. Those guys don't really affect him because he's not a nope. guy that really the only person get key on is Travis Kelsey. And it's and that still don't matter. <laughs> he gonna right. get his. So at this point, I mean, it don't matter if it's MVS, Kyle Moore, Tony, Rice, uh Watson. Hell who who knows gonna be the guy. Um, but do you have an idea of who might or oh, oh so so you're saying it's a coin flip basically? Travis Kelsey and, Travis Kelsey and probably probably McKinnon, to be honest with you, probably be a good Okay. Okay. Um, um that'll do work. I mean, again, like he's you know, Sauce Gardner is not these I don't think they're gonna do any moving. They're gonna stay in their one spot, but he'll kill you all over the place. I mean, again, Petra Mahomes is kind of like uh matchup proof. If that makes sense. Yeah, really. He's not. He throw to the open guy. Like who, whoever your your weakest corner is, that's who getting love all night from the wide receiver side. So oh, yeah, I definitely. I the only again, I say this like I said most weeks. The only Kansas City Chiefs you should be playing is Mahomes and Kelsey. No one else, because no one else is consistent. Those are the only two consistent guys on this team. Don't play anybody off the Jets. In this game, this game should get away from them because this Kansas City defense is actually better than most people Top think. Top 10. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty good defense. So, Last matchup, we have Seattle going up against the Giants. This is actually only a one-point spread with Seattle getting that one point, a 47-and-a-half point over under. Now, the same way that Thursday night games are notoriously, um, you know, they notoriously go under. Monday night games tend to go over. I know this past week it didn't quite go that way, but our Monday night games tend to go over. And um, Joe, why don't you go ahead and round out the show talking about your boys here? Oh, yeah, let's talk about my boys, right? You know, I was going to rent that mile, pull it back, because I was going to talk about Jamal Adams, wasted $72 million. But let's talk about this match. Uh, I think honestly, I just have all expectations really on on Waller, Slayton, and I want to mm, Slayton and Waller. We're gonna keep it like that. I just feel like those are the, the two. But I always notice even this season, uh, Slayton has had five targets, three receptions every game. It's just a, a healthy floor. We just know that's a healthy floor. We know Waller is gonna be that guy that's gonna be force fed in this offense. On the other side, man, Metcalf is still doing it, man. You got to follow, follow, fire up everybody. It's, I think with Jansen, I think people that own Jansen hold on to him. It's not, it's not, it wasn't going to be this easy um, as far as him being like put into the offense. It has nothing to do with him as a player, more so the schematically how it's looking right now. But anything befalls Lockett or Metcalf, oh, we seen a thousand yard receiver. Just as just as fast, um, Kenny Kenneth Walker, damn, it, the, the, <laughs> to have thought Charbonnet was going to play any part. This man is getting a bulk of the the carries, and he also is the guy in the red zone. And that's two things I didn't, I wouldn't have thought to have known coming to the season. He'd be doing great in both, and the yards after contact is amazing. He's, I don't, when we talk about the Giants. I mean, the, I like the, the I like the names on the defense, but you take the names out of it, is Kenny gonna get what he wants? I think honestly, he's always liable, like we always say, to take it to the house. Um, he's a great player. I think you can get to him. I think mean, he's gonna be in everybody lineup come Monday. We already know the Monday slate. He's gonna be the guy, the you know, the the multiplier on as far as if you do any uh, draft king. Um, Tight end, we can't we mix it up so good. Uh, but if you need one, I'll go with, with Parks. Now I'm just cutting his name short. And tight end, he seems to be the most consistent in getting those targets and receptions. But uh, yeah, it's going Kenny. Kenny's gonna do good, I think, on Monday. And that about wraps it up. A uh, um, just got an alert saying that Austin Eckler said that the issue with his ankle right now is turning and making cuts. 
and he in um he can run full speed, but he can't cut. So he isn't sure about Sunday's game. So that came right from the horse's mouth. If you're saying that you can't cut, you can't get out there. So, I mean, maybe another week or so as far as Eckler is concerned. So temper your expectations there and make the pivots that are necessary. Other than that, that pretty much wraps it up for the week. We out. Thank you.